Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out I was thinking about Skinner, and I did see as well that Gary Rossington, the uh, their original guitar player, died, and he was the last original member of Skinner alive. But the band <laughs> is going to continue touring as Leonard Skinner. So <laughs> it's like an episode of Black Mirror, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, you know, touring I love strictly casinos. I, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, just the <laughs> casino circuit. Yeah, I mean, if people are still going to buy tickets, I'm all for it. But, you know, people still play classical musicians, and, like, there's still many a music covered from all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I wonder if it's this is a specific scenario because multiple members died so young in the band's history that other people came in and were part of the band pretty much mm. not like all of their hits but they were touring with this band for a long time so it is a band that a lot of the original members were not a part of it pretty early on yeah. in their career and they've still been that band you know is that something specific yeah. to them that's like the allman brothers members longer after the crash than before so like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's true you're right with the allman brothers as well you yeah. know but i mean they're still living members but i mean i think once greg died they're not yeah there's no there's no more almonds anymore right exactly well it it did get me thinking of another band that this could absolutely happen to and kind of is in the process of happening is the dead right i mean they've been doing this since jerry died yeah different people come Mm -hmm. into the band they're continuing to tour under whatever name it is right i mean i guess they're they're tweaking it a little bit yeah they got john mayer they said yeah. Well, they said this is the last year of uh, that iteration. That iteration. What, so what does yeah. that mean? It's like, are one of the other original members going to take off and they're going to bring somebody new in? Like, my thing is, in 10 years, when Bob Weir's dead and Phil Lesh is dead, and not saying I wish this upon them, but yeah, they're I old, know. so I'm, I'm assuming. Morbid. <laughs> the, yeah. The drummers are dead. Like, is it going to be a John Mayer-led Grateful Dead experience yeah, type yeah. thing still called no. the dead? You don't I mean, think it dead would happen. Companies, dead and Company's done. They're getting old. We'll see. Yeah. I'm sure they'll still tour under their own bands and play these songs, but we'll see if there's another big production like Dead & Co. or the other ones. The, yeah, the important question here is, what are the fans going to do, right? Like, what yeah. are the deadheads going to do? That's, <laughs> that's what's driving this whole thing. You know, like, it, that's what's going to determine. That is a great question. Whether... Yeah, right. The whole like, economy. Yeah, once Bob and <laughs> Phil are gone, like these fans, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to go to that parking lot in the sky, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shakedown Street what? in the sky. <laughs> what is the hot shit in jam these days? Like, uh, oh, goose? I don't, yeah, goose? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of that scene. I thought you'd never <laughs> leave. <laughs> no, I, I, I escaped, man. I escaped back in uh <laughs> Back, back during the uh, Obama administration, I got out. <laughs> Speaking of escaping, 
the jam scene, we are talking with our, our, our new guest, Mr. Matthew Kersner. Otherwise, I know him as Matt, but. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Matt, welcome that. to Pod Gabe Rock and Roll to you. Thank you. Matt is an old friend of mine, a college roommate. We yep. went through that period yep. of our lives together, and uh, and yep. Matt is also a, a music lover. So it, yeah. it's been probably too long since since I've asked you to do this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I realize you're scraping the bottle of the barrel now when you get to me. <laughs> That's what I realized. <laughs> no, I was just I was intimidated by, by your musical knowledge. I didn't want you to get on here and make us <laughs> look bad. We need I needed to work on my chops to get no, to this point. You get know? out of here, man. This well, Josh and I definitely had a lot of musical history, which I think is uh, Yeah, yeah. Matt and I got to college a week before 9/11 happened. Yeah. And I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. like the Saturday after 9/11, we went to see Mo Dot at the Orpheum. Mo dot. And they just, <laughs> it's Mo. It's just Mo. It's Mo. There is a dot there. Um, there is. There no is. dot. Uh, yeah. Mo period. Let's just say Mo period. Mo. <laughs> Mo. Mo. But uh, they open up the curtains. There's this giant American flag on the back, and they rip in their song Captain America, which is pretty good. I'm pretty sure I've told yeah. that story on the pod, but we, we experienced hey, that together, man. I appreciate Matt, so. it. Is that, the one, is that the one where the guy was freaking you out? No, no, no. That was later in my jam. <laughs> later in my jam. Same venue. Same I venue. I thought of like six different instances of Josh getting freaked out. So like we, you know, we well, could yeah. have been. <laughs> that, that wasn't the best framed <laughs> yeah, question. My experience. That'd be a, that'd be a double album. <laughs> and Josh is like, you talking about earlier this afternoon? I remember they did. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that Dark Star Orchestra show. <laughs> uh. That shit. That, we were both a little freaked out at that oh, one yeah, for, that, for that a little was, while. I was, I was floating above that the, was, whole, the, whole, the whole there crowd. Was, there was some. Uh, there was some opium involved. Opium yeah, involved. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> way too much. And yeah, there was yeah. a long drum solo, and it was just yeah, like, why yes, are they doing was... this to us? Uh, oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Matt, uh, we, we like to always ask our guests yeah, uh, their first yeah. week here, just because it's a music podcast. You got to let mm-hmm. the listeners know. Of course. Uh, who they're dealing with. So mm-hmm. just a couple questions to give them some info. Give us a, a brief musical taste rundown for you. I would say, so I guess I'll just go through like the evolution of my musical tastes. That's like a best way I could do this. So like I started, you know, I grew up, my my parents were super into like Motown and disco. Okay. So like I listened to a lot of that growing up and Josh has heard me. I mean, how many times did I play the rubber band man by the spinners oh my God, in, yes. uh, yeah. in college at parties? I would bust that out. People would be like, what is this? I want to dance. <laughs> uh, so like I really love that stuff. Motown, Watt Stacks, R&B, disco even. Uh, and then I kind of fell in love. Like my first love of music that really like exposed me to music as like an art you know, got it inside me. It was classic. No rock. offense, Motown. No offense. Yeah, Motown. no offense to Motown. Motown made me dance, but then classic rock really like was like, yeah. like an, it was like an awakening for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember being uh, I was probably like thirteen, fourteen, uh, and I had a Walkman, a CD Walkman, and the first one of the first CDs I got was uh, Springsteen's Greatest Hits. I had nice. I got two albums. I got Springsteen's Greatest Hits and Queen's Greatest Hits. You know, that's a oh, twelve-year-old yeah. being like, "I don't know what to listen to." I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so you like, did I got good. Those you did two good. CDs, <laughs> and I remember putting on headphones, and I was alone in the house because my parents went out, and I put on headphones, and I and I heard "Born to Run" for the first time, and that was like a life-changing moment for me. I don't, yeah. you know, hearing that song and just being like, "Holy fuck, man!" 
highways jammed with broken heroes? What the fuck? So <laughs> you um you picked that CD, you're like, I wanna hear this and like you put it in and yeah. had never heard Born to Run and that was like the first thing, like, I wonder what this is all about. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it, it was like you know, it was like a spiritual moment in my yeah. life. I'll never I can forget imagine. It. I'll never forget it. And you are let's just that you are a Jersey yeah. guy. Yeah, I am a New Jersey guy. It spoke to me in more ways yeah, than just, yeah, yeah. you know, okay, it, was, it was really like I grew up going to the Jersey Shore and like that was that music that embodies that. Mm-hmm. You, uh, and Snooki, you and Snooki go way yeah. back. Yeah, well, way back. I was fist pumping <laughs> before uh, <laughs> before she would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all right. So we get past adolescence. Yeah. Where, where, where do we go? But then I also grew up like in the 90s, you know, so like – 90s alternative was really monumental for me. So we're uh, talking Offspring. Uh... Yeah, the big ones. Oh, yeah. Those Marcy are Playground. 182. You know, uh, Creed. <laughs> yes, the new, the new Radicals. Those, hey, you know, that ain't so bad. Yeah, those are real deep. Uh, sorry, no, sorry. So, so, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of, like, alternative. And I've always had this, like, pop interest too i've always been really into pop so 80s music 80s pop i was really into that the oh, yeah. synthesizers uh, heard that shit. Mm-hmm. and then i kind of got very much into as i'm sure you can tell from this progression into like indie alternative oh. rock it just kind of fits right and that's where i settled for a long time like indie alternative rock yeah. is is probably like where my taste kind of falls uh, at the moment I did go yeah, through and, like a heavy jam band fish phase yeah. in there, which I didn't touch upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be don't be embarrassed. It, it fit, no, I'm a fish not fan. It's fine. It's fine. I know. I you was, should be. So, you should be. No. No. <laughs> no. Honestly, I would say jam bands had such a huge influence on just like my musicianship more than any yeah. of these other uh, genres yeah. and and you know tastes and styles that I love. Just the improvisation and. The communication mm-hmm. around it more was always uh, very interesting to me. Um, okay, so yeah. so we, we, we go through the evolution. Now, in saying all that, you've obviously been to a lot of live shows. Give yeah. us, like, oh, yeah. your top two or three live shows you've been to. So the first one, uh, back in, I want to say it was, like, 99, I saw The Who uh, at nice. Madison Square Garden when John Entwistle was still alive. Uh, ah. And just, it was one of the like coolest things I've ever seen, and and that was early on. Like I was only sixteen, seventeen at that time, yeah, uh, and it was, was fantastic. That's the show that made <sighs> me like fall in love with live music, and and spurred me going off and seeing you know three concerts a week for the next fifteen years, you know, yeah. something like that. It was that show. <laughs> and honestly, the thing that stands out the most was John Entwistle and the way that guy played bass. It was crazy. Oh, really, yeah? Uh, yeah, and so number two, I saw Prince. I did see Prince ah. uh, play MSG, just a you know one of those once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunities. Uh, the guy ran around that stage like I've never seen anything like it. He must he was just constantly like sprinting around the stage while playing three instruments and like just yeah. killing it. Uh, he played Little Red Corvette, and it just was like uh, it blew my mind. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, all right, so number three. Yeah, number three. Yeah, uh, you know, this was the easy one because this was the, my favorite of all time. Was uh, I saw Levon Helm 
play the Roseland Ballroom mm. in uh, twenty. It was like twenty fifteen. I want to say maybe a little earlier than that, but somewhere around there. But the thing about that was he he was sick, you know, back yeah. then, and he he had throat cancer, and he stopped being able to sing for a yeah, long yeah. time in there. Yeah, uh, and he had to go undergo undergo all these treatments, lost, spent all his money. Yeah, uh, and he got better with the treatments. Yeah, yeah. His and, and his daughter helped him through yeah, all that. Yeah. Exactly, and and then they were doing the midnight rambles at uh, at mm-hmm. his house, Big Pink. They were doing that when we were in college because yes. we, we were always talk about maybe driving out there. Yeah, and we should have, yeah. but we didn't. We should have. I know. I never went to one, but they they were using that to like fund his treatments. But yeah. he got it. He got his voice back for a time, and this was his first show since ah. he got his voice back, and. Wow. And on top of that, he didn't know what kind of reception he was going to get. He played Roseland Ball. It was at the Roseland Ballroom, New York City. It was on St. Patrick's Day. And he didn't know that he was going to sell out. He didn't, like, he didn't, yeah. He had no idea what kind of, like, people, if people still knew about the band or what his fan base would mm-hmm. be like, whatever. Of course, he sold it out. I get yeah. chills thinking about it now because he, he brought out Garth Hudson. Garth Hudson came out in, like, a fucking a cape and like hunched over and like was playing the the synthesizer <laughs> like a man like a mad scientist he brought oh out screaming jay hawkins and oh, it was the oh, yeah. only concert yeah like i've been to hundreds of concerts it was the only time i ever saw what i refer to as like a true encore where yeah. where the, he left the stage was not coming back he already did his like fake encore of just like yeah uh, you know, I'm going to play my, my last song after I leave. I pretend to leave, and then I'm coming back like every act does. Uh, and then he, the crowd refused to leave, and everyone was chanting. They turned the lights up, and everyone was chanting, refused to leave. They turned the lights back down, and he came out and was, like, <laughs> nice. crying and, did you know, saying it. It was, it was unbelievable. He also did a cover of Atlantic City, Bruce Springsteen song, Atlantic City. Oh, nice, nice. Where he brought out he, – he, he got out from behind the drums, sat on a little – stool with a mandolin and start playing yeah. Atlanta I've heard, City. I've heard him do that. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a really epic top three there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So last question for you is, is there a band in like the last five years you've discovered that like you, you want to shout out that you really, really dig? Yeah. Yeah, there is actually. Rainbow Kitten <laughs> Surprise, man. Oh, you know about no. That <laughs> oh, dude. You know about that band? Oh, they're so fucking good. My girl, I my girlfriend made me uh, take her to surprise. Santa Barbara Bowl to to see him last two I don't know two oh, years ago or last year. Oh, and you didn't you didn't think their live performance was uh, it incredible? was it was fine. It was it was it wasn't like it wasn't bad. I you know I didn't know any of the songs. Some of it kind of sounded like Kings of Leon, like oh, later yeah. Kings of Leon, um, yeah. which was interesting. Early but... Kings of Leon is what I hear when I hear that. <laughs> I hear middle age. I hear middle age yeah. Kings of Leon. You're I do not hear sex on fire, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, speaking of Kings of Leon, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are going back to uh, the age of that early Kings of Leon uh, we're releasing music in, because this week we are going to be discussing Maps by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs from their... 2003 album Fever to Tell, written by Brian Chase, Karen Lee, Orzelek, and Nick Zenner, and produced by David Andrew Sitek and Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and released on Interscope. Hack up. Hack up. 
My love for this song materialized when uh, one day when my wife dis- uh, expressed her distaste for it. <laughs> so, I, I put it on and I was just like, fucking hey, what are you talking about? This is an amazing song. I, I can't say I'm a, a huge Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs fan. I have seen them. I definitely love that era of music. I, anything I do listen to of theirs, I really love. But this one definitely stands out for a lot of different reasons. Just kind of the breakthrough nature of the track. Kind of the way it just could have stood as like a indie pop crossover it's really good um i think it's got everything you want from a rock anthem the performance is great the kind of tension of all the guitar work i'm a sucker for like uh songs with a lot of toms just that kind of almost tribal Mm -hmm. beat yeah the jam the breakdown is pretty hardcore there's a lot going on in this song even though it's very simple so few words just a great hook and I really do think it's the performance, just the way her voice, the way she sings it so raw and the way kind of all the different guitars and um, instruments going on. There's a lot of counter melodies and kind of harmonies yeah. going on throughout the song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think it's a it's an amazing performance. Yeah, I mean, I I remember this song from college. I mean, this came out when uh, I was in college, though I, I didn't really know this band. I may have heard their name or read about them in Rolling Stone, but like I heard this song and and it just kind of all of a sudden was everywhere. Because I, I don't, I listen to the album today. I always listen to the album the day of the songs we do, and I, it's it's not something I'm that I want to listen to. <laughs> um, I agree. It's noise rock. It's a lot of like just shrieking and shrill. And I get it. It's for yeah, yeah. your twenty year old self, you know. I hear you. With, with I like their hits. I can't say I, I often yeah. spin the full album. <laughs> but this song kind of came out of nowhere, and it was it was ubiquitous, and I do like the breakthrough quality you're talking about, Neil. That makes sense. The guitar does do, like, a really good job, like, right off the beginning. of It's it's very captivating. Mm-hmm. Her vocal is very, like, kind of mesmerizing. And both of those things kind of bring you into the song. You know, it kind of starts off from a really good point of engagement. And you know the "they don't love you like I love you" line is 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 a fantastic like kind of payoff for for what they're going for. But like after listening to it this week, like it just for, it, I, I'm wanting more when it gets to that chorus. From how the song starts off, I want more. And it, for some reason, like it's it's a good song, but like th- there's a part of me that's like it. This should be better. This should be a better song for how popular it is. <laughs> hmm. Honestly, to me. The appeal of this song is is really just that one line. Wait, they don't love yeah. you like I, I love you. That's what that's what's like transcending the genres here, and that's what's yeah making yeah. it so relatable. Everyone has felt that, you know. Wait, yeah. oh they yeah, don't love you. you know, everyone's been there. And <laughs> yeah, every- the the amount of teenagers that have sat in a car and oh. been like, wait, yes. wait. <laughs> and, and this is a song that you can like cry to, you know what I mean? Like while hearing that, yeah, like, this certainly. Is a, this is a song that really uh, cuts through. It's not about the music, and and it's funny because the rest of the lyrics are like gibberish. It, it's their one word, pack yeah. up. You know, I'm straight. It doesn't even make Enough. sense. Yeah, say, <laughs> say, 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 say. Yeah, two syllables. Yeah, I would say, say it so many times. Exactly, <laughs> uh, and and honestly, even the music reflects that repetition of of just yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it's just oh, yeah. segmented you know repeat the phrase and then 
and yeah. and you're right, Josh. Like it, it builds. It has this natural build to it, but then it never it it pulls it back. It keeps. You yeah. know what I mean? It the, pulls the, it back. the weight. I mean, and I don't know if that's like what they're trying to do there because when it goes to the weight, you're expecting. So, I mean, and this may be recency bias because like now, kind of, and yeah. after the, well, well after this song, a lot of like the pop rock songs that you're gonna hear have the, just these explosive pop yeah. choruses oh, that yeah. come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if, like, listening to it well, now, it's just my, like, something in my mind is expecting that, whereas back then, it wasn't. <laughs> y- yeah. You know, like, so, a, I'm, I'm waiting on that, like, that, uh, that pop Katy Perry course. fucking yeah. pop Are you saying thing. you agree with Kelly Clarkson and her producer? I, yes. <laughs> say, 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 perfect segue into i'm sure you guys all read about since you've been gone if, if yeah. you chose oh, this yeah, song, yeah you know yeah. about that and that ted and leo version you remember that ted leo viral video you guys know about that? oh yeah yeah that's true no but, no but it makes it's so, it, it's so funny that max martin the guy who kind of it was did all of these huge pop choruses over the next 10 years after that was the one that was like, God, why don't they have a fucking like, chorus here? I've never yeah. wanted more from this. I mean, I think that big rock breakdown is pretty big. It doesn't stand in as a pop chorus, but the fucking, the way they don't love you like I love you, that, I mean, it's such a catchy line yeah. and has yeah. such kind of, I think, just the song at face value isn't, there's not a ton going on. It's about the yeah. swagger and the sorrow, and you yeah. just believe yes. her. And, and that's why it's so like it gets under your it, skin. It is more yeah. of like that rock and roll kind of vibe. But the the problem is, I think, and, and maybe the I'm not saying the intention is to to have a pop course. Obviously, it wasn't. It, the, the intention is to drop down yeah. and and hope that that mm-hmm. line carries you know you through the song. I mean, it does. It does, it does. for you. I don't I, listening to it this past week. I think it did for me back when I used to hear this. Cause I, I remember liking this song a lot, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and it, it did emotionally, I could connect with it. I just didn't, I couldn't really this week. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of past that. I can't really connect to that. You're not a life, heartbroken man I, anymore. You're, you're, I hear yeah. that. I, I'm not having think, to deal with that right now. Exactly. <laughs> I chose the song, but after listening to it all week, I think this happens every time, but you're like, hmm, why did I choose this again? <laughs> but it's just when you listen too many times, and uh, I really think it's um, an achievement when you can have so few words. It's just like, oh, say, 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 oh, say, yeah. say, say, a couple phrases, and then just chorus, chorus, chorus. Um, well, the lyric, I, you know, it's, the yes, I, I didn't know what she was saying before I read it today. Yeah, like I <laughs> did not know. I I didn't even know she would like. I knew the song's name was Maps. I didn't know that she was saying Maps. I, I did not know. I but, thought she was talking to me directly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, she was just Karen saying, o. Matt, I'm back. They don't love you like I love I you, Matt. I got you, Karen. Though. I got you. <laughs> um, but the lyric. I mean, if you do read it, I do like when somebody can say a lot. With in very few words, and I do yeah. the, the second verse, whatever. But the first verse, I do like how she sets that up. In that you're going basically pack up, I'm straight enough. Oh, uh, like you're it's basically <laughs> someone saying, like, get the fuck out of here. And then say, say, say is like the yada, 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 like whatever else, like what other words are going to be saying. But then mm-hmm. when it goes to that chorus, now she's like re- uh, defeated almost. Wait, they don't mm-hmm. like come back, 
Yeah. And I don't really know what maps has to do with that. Yeah, nobody but... does. Nobody. I does. think it was I... just a a device to like have something to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. I'm sure there's yeah. something to it, but I mean, some people have interpreted that as like, you know, going on the road, mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. maps, or maybe this this man is a cartographer. And he... <laughs> People have come up with certainly anagrams for it. They're like it means uh... yes, he's left I've her, and the that. only thing left is a globe. Yeah, in the in the uh, center of the room. Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm drawn to this song also because the story I read about them writing it. Basically, Karen O just walked past the drummer or the guitar player's room, and he was just working on this beat, and she just came in and started singing this. You can tell it was just. It happened really fast, and they were like, you know, to the point of you want to hear more from it, Josh. I think there is something to that, but there's also something to if something happens so quick, you're like, it's so good. I don't why touch it. Like it was. I thought you were about to give me the. the, the, But they do. They leave you wanting more. I'm like, no, that's not the purpose of one song. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) But well, I want you to be satisfied, Josh. to think like what's my favorite part of this song and it's it's you know it's hard not to pick that one line but i think after listening for it, the thing that sticks with me now like when i listen is just that guitar, guitar. Oh, yeah. like but, that is a yeah, very yeah. um I, like and there's not many songs that i can think of that just start with that Which, like yeah. intense like honestly I, yeah. I felt the same way throughout the whole time every time i listened to it since i was like man the guitar really it, it even the changes that that breakdown of yeah the way they change it and then they go from the distortion to like the single note it like creates this drop off almost uh yeah yeah there's, I, I really, there's one yeah. guitar going down and one going up the whole time like mm. bam, bam, and they like yeah. meet in the middle and cross yeah um and it's funny that intro it's surprising you've never heard it but it really is just a mandolin kind of thing. It's on a on the yeah. D high D, just dig yeah. it the same note. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but what's funny, Matt? The part you're talking about, like that part, that like that's just ambiance. Like it's not really melodic in any way. It's just ambiance that kind of is like, huh? What's this? And then oh hey, you know, and then she kind of comes in. You're like, okay, that's kind of that's kind of sexy and mysterious. Yeah. But then that but like then like there's some melody. They they find specific points to put melody in there. That that's that's pretty that's effective. Yeah, and I think in lieu of this big chorus, I do love the end of kind of the resolve of the refrain, the when it goes to the D, they don't love you like I love you. You know, like that is yeah. a really kind of nice mm. little turn. Yeah. And when it's so really, quick, it's so quick. And yeah, then it, it goes straight back to yeah, the one. Yeah, it's quick. As I listened to it, I really realized it is her performance and just she she's making so many decisions vocally that really make this song what it is. I think I came to that realization earlier today, Neil, where I was like, okay, what's... You know, the guitar is kind of unique and, and the line is really good. And I'm like, okay, she's kind of what's drawing you into any parts. Like, yeah. what is she saying? It doesn't matter what she's saying. You know, the ah, ha, 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 ha. And that, that's, and then the way they don't yeah. love. I mean, just yeah. the kind of, the tone of her voice is very yeah. subtle. 
And after listening to the rest of the album, it is not subtle always. So she's definitely no, yeah, yeah. This was this was an outlier. Um, and I picked this song, and I I never thought of guitar. Even when I picked it, I was just thinking of her voice. And then this week, I actually was like, oh yeah, some some good shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard it really, even as a guitar player. I'm like, yeah. What's it, what's interesting? We talked earlier about how like the crossover between indie and pop came from this song a little bit with since you've been gone and kelly clarkson and all that fun stuff they took what the yeah yeah yeahs did here and they added to it like that chorus that we're talking about that big pop explosion chorus and like Mm -hmm. that was the formula they were like let's take this and add this explosive you know chorus where we (laughs) think it should be and that's this new formula but what we're not thinking about is the other side of that where like what did the yeah yeah yeahs from bring from indie into pop music then you know by bringing that formula into pop music and it was exactly what you're talking about this karen oh this rawness uh, and emotion and the lyric Mm -hmm. the hook the lyric the hook and the just authentic raw emotions and to me that's what makes this such a impactful song and so influential like this yeah. is that's why it hit like you know the billboard list of greatest songs of all time and all that mm-hmm. gets all these critical acclaim it's because of the influence it had on all pop music after what? very impressive especially yeah. for a song this short and a song that it, it doesn't seem like it's something they worked on for weeks no. you know and it's not i, I think, I think yeah. neil neil said it you know it's just it's super simple i mean yeah. you're talking yeah. about the lineup of this is brian chase on drums karen o on vocals and nick zinner on guitars and drum machine there's not a bass there's not keys it's just it's like Mm -hmm. two instruments and and vocals it's crazy like honestly you almost forget about the drummer but yeah, once you get into the song, I mean, he's fucking like you yeah. said, Neil. He's I got love that, that like tribal beat. Yeah, I love that drum rhythm, man. That opening drum rhythm, that driving. It reminds me of uh, of Radiohead. Ah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's a good call. It, there's something very hypnotic about the song. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. I think that's more the point than anything. If they mm-hmm. go big, you lose the hypnotic kind mm-hmm. of feel. Because mm-hmm. here you can kind of stay in this the whole time, and it's not asking you to well up. It's mm-hmm. kind of asking you to sit there in whatever it is you're going through, which, you know, that's my pop psychology uh, take on, on, on this song. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I, I recently watched the um, Meet Me in the Bathroom documentary. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? I, 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 have, I, not, it, yeah. I have not. I have not. What is that? It's really good. It's really good. It's just about the New York rock scene strokes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, but that was the first time I was introduced to the video as well. I think that's probably subconsciously why I picked this because the video is so impactful and just yeah. the story behind that of her actually being upset with her boyfriend. And um, it was and just kind of that close up seeing her sing this is like, whoa, really affected me. Yeah. yeah. And I like how it's it the, the video takes that like uh, it's almost like an indie rock back to the yeah. future. You know, they're like they're taking she's. She's a much more emotional uh, and raw. Yeah, it's Marty the McFly. talent show. Yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> if only she busted out a Chuck Berry solo after, like that would be. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely has a battle of the bands feel. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, they, I like how when it starts, it's almost like they're talking to the guy like, hey, we're filming a video. And they're like, yeah. all right. It's going to be a while now. But every time this past week I was pulling up Google Maps, like, <laughs> this song just started ringing in my head. You just started going, I'm going to look. Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get to the fun part of this podcast, we should mention that um, the producer is uh, a member of the band TV on the Radio. Mm. David Andrews to tech. Mm. And I feel like you can tell yeah. he's involved. Like yeah. somebody from that band is involved. I don't, I don't know. I've, although I almost feel like TV on the radio was after them, but I don't really Maybe. know. I, I feel like they were more like later. Alts. Yeah, it sounds like, a lot like yeah, them actually. It does. Yeah. But I, I was surprised that like they were, it was like one of the like three songs in the album that he was like, okay, let's actually make sure we can hear everything in this let's like let's, let's make sure that we're hearing every part there's not that much stuff we don't have to make this the noisiest fucking like shriekiest song uh possible <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always we'll save that for the rest of the album <laughs> we'll save that for 10 the other six songs that are one name um <laughs> but that they, they do with something in this song matt we always like to point out really well and I, and I always feel like this production is the quiet loud we call it uh <laughs> hot bacon cold lettuce yeah yes. it's hot bacon cold lettuce we're what like is this? explain this the, it's when you can really do the quiet loud well in a song where it gets quiet mm. and then it's loud and then it's yeah, quiet okay, and then okay. it's loud and it does it kind of take you out it, it kind of hits you at the right times just yeah. like I love you that. know if you if you perfect a, the hot bacon cold lettuce, lettuce on a sandwich you get you know, they're, yeah, they're doing... you get that that synergy. And I agree. I love those it. kind of changes in a song. Like that always gets me. I there's a there's something about like there's always this feature of a lot of songs that I tend to love that I try to explain to people. I call it the catch and release. And like I don't know how to explain it other than that. And like every time I try to explain it beyond that, I just it doesn't come across. But it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's so you have no. But I can just I can I know it when I hear it. It just sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, it's this catch and release. It's like where the music almost like reaches a point and it stops and then kicks back in. Like it's like the like it mm -hmm, catches mm -hmm. the, the tune and then it lets it back out. It, it's like yeah, uh, there's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's release. It's it's taking a big inhale and then that exhale. Is, yes, is, yes. Uh, Every all of our <laughs> audience gets it too. Like, yeah, yeah, they know. They're they're, they're, they're nodding to themselves gonna, now. Yes, going, they're like yes, catch uh -huh. and release. Uh, catch and release. <laughs> Just a couple of fun facts real quick. This is number 386 on Rolling Stone's 500 list, mm -hmm. which I was, I was surprised this was on there. I'm not going to lie. But after kind of talking about it in terms of impact, I, 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 I can get that. Beyonce released a song on Lemonade <laughs> called Hold Up that I guess the guys for Vampire Weekend wrote I, like years I, before with <laughs> this, this line in it. And she recorded it and put it on the album and they got writing credit and probably made a bunch of more money off of the song so oh, nice that's 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 what a good song makes, does makes is it, vampire uh, weekend money ma yeah it makes money <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of making vampire weekend some money uh that's gonna bring us in to the vibe time section of this podcast now matt our guest always needs to bring us into the vibe time so oh, okay okay a noise you can say a word you can hum you can whatever you want to mm -hmm. do but we need you to bring us into the vibe in three two one. Uh, 
vibing. <laughs> like, <wait. laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. authentic. Uh, good, good. Like Karen O. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Everyone's hey, always so you. confused. It's like you're lost and you need to look at a man. <laughs> All right, Neil, it's your song. When specifically do you want to hear Maps? Well, I definitely want to hear you cover it. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't know any times I'm really going to want to put this on unless maybe me and my wife split. I might want to go do a dark, deep dive. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, like I really love it though. Like, I think I'll really enjoy it whenever I just hear it in context or just, you know, IRL. <laughs> um, and I, other than that, the one time I will put it on possibly is, uh, up late night sharing YouTube videos. And if, if people haven't seen this actual uh, video, yeah. I'll be like, mm-hmm. like you're at like a party of 40 year olds and you're like, have you ever seen this video? <laughs> all <right. laughs> Let's all get sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had one. I don't know if this is, uh, and this may be, not okay, but uh, I was gonna say like after breakup, driving off a cliff. <laughs> you have to be mid air putting it on. That's when you. That's when the guitar kicks in. <laughs> no, no, the no, that guitar kicks in right when you're hitting the gas pedal. And you you launch right at the first right chorus. Wait, you're, as you're as you're flying through the air, it's wait. They don't love you like I love you. Uh, what about you, Matt? Specifically, when would you want to hear this song? Yeah, you know? this is a song that you listen to in the car after a breakup. You said it. Like, this is when, you know, or just like, you know, rumination, depression. Like, that's when you want to hear this song. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sad songs. I love sad songs more than the next guy. You, this is not a song that you can fully enjoy unless you are feeling some form of sadness so there's some kind of sadness buried in there you know what i mean if you're if you're in a great mood and you're having an awesome day and you know you're happy and and want to like make the most out of life and your musical choice you're not putting on they don't love you like i love you you're not not doing that you know what else you know what'd be the perfect time actually i just thought about this Mm -hmm. after going through this is on like on a road trip with your significant other and like you just had one of those fights that are so stupid about something so stupid <laughs> that's that a good you, one. you don't even remember good. about the map, about and following it, the map. <laughs> and then it's silent in the car and you know you're not going to talk for like the next 15 minutes and one of you just puts this on yeah. and you're both yeah. just like yeah. okay that's a great yeah. diffuser yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that'll fix it <laughs> and then, and then instead of not talking in 15 minutes you're like what did she just say there uh, oh, uh, speaking of uh, driving in a car and silence, <laughs> I think that's time to uh, slide under the influence and talk about the influences of this song. I'll get us, I'll get us going here. I hear a lot of like, like I said earlier, I hear a lot of Joan Jett vibes from her, but more of a Chrissy Hine voice. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's straight Chrissy. Yeah. And then moving forward, I think you could, you know, I mean, you could talk about. Miley Cyrus, you could talk about Phoebe Bridgers, like Kyoto is kind of a song that's in this vein. That's also, I think, extremely boring, but very (laughs) critically acclaimed. Uh, Japanese Breakfast, uh, Squirrel Flower, Soccer Soccer Mommy to a lesser extent. But just, yeah. yeah, Rainbow Kittens. (laughs) 
Uh, uh, so Matt, what what about you? You you what do you hear in this song? Yeah, uh, so this is a tough one to like really pin down the influences. I thought, but what I hear a lot of is Radiohead, and I said it huh. before. That's a good but, call. Yeah, but like the yeah, hell, the breakdown for sure. Yeah, and the drum, the driving drums, and the mm-hmm. even the guitar, like the the sounds of the song, it mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. reminded me. And and funny enough, like when I really. Like I feel like if I isolate just the guitar, you know who it reminded me of is uh, fucking Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, the way yeah, that yeah. I was, plays guitar. I was yeah. getting a lot of rage vibes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if you uh, if you change the tempo of this song and mm-hmm. aired it out a little, well, more, and the words. Yeah, well, you, you just change the. Te- I feel like keep, keep you the change drums. the tempo, the melody, and the words. <laughs> you this is straight song, up rage. Basically, I'm rage against the machine. <laughs> so, so no, <laughs> no, I think if you you just you isolate the drums and the guitar and you change the tempo, I could totally hear like People of the Sun, like Zach De La Roca, like mm-hmm. rapping over it. Like yeah. I, I could hear that. I think there's a lot yeah, of that's, '90s that's alternative yeah. influence in there. Is what I'm saying. Her her singing, I agree with you 100. percent Like that that uh, Christy Heim, Joan Jett oh, yeah. kind of vibe yeah. is so clear. So that's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Neil, what about you? Yeah, and the the Chrissy Hine thing is it it also adds nostalgia to this song because it yeah. sounds like it almost could be an '80s song because yeah. of the way she's singing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny the. Uh, just what obviously influenced Kelly Clarkson. Um, but I do love what Karen O said about it. She said, it's like getting bitten by a poisonous varmint. <laughs> she's, hates that she's related to that song in any way. It's I like certainly... that Karen O used the word varmint. Like what? Like what? Yeah, I know. Me, I had to look up how to spell it. It's certainly a sister to the song. No one's going to love you more than I do by band of horses. Uh... Yeah, a little bit. And little bit. Um, you want to get your sad zone. To your rage comment, it does it. It's just guitar rock. It really is cool. I mean, yeah. I hear some like Sabbath and not really Zeppelin, yeah. but kind of just big guitar rock. Even the way it's 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 very hardcore. Well, you know, I mean, whenever you're talking about Black Sabbath, I think that's a perfect time to to to, to crawl under the covers. And uh, and Matt. Matt, we hope we hope you'll join us this week on oh, the I covers as as we talk about the covers of the song, uh, which which Matt, why don't you give us one that you heard that you like, yeah. don't like, whatever? Yeah, there was a lot of them out there. Uh, yeah, I you know I didn't realize how many bands really took to this song. The one that I love and I'll talk about is the Ted Leo version, where it's not he's not even covering maps, he's covering yeah. you know since you've been gone. By Kelly Clarkson, and what he does yeah. <laughs> is he interpolates maps in just just in one part in the middle. But he does this yeah. acoustic version. And Ted, Ted Leo, I didn't yeah, know. Ted from Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. He's he's a. Okay. I didn't watch this this week, but I remember seeing this. Yeah, this was like one back of then. Yeah. Oh, this came out in like two thousand and five or something like that, yeah. and it was wow. like an early viral music video, like before viral was even a thing. This was like yeah, a this, video. This that... is before Lazy Sunday. Wake up in the late afternoon. You know? <laughs> it, but it's just such a cool video. I encourage everybody to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, just because Ted Leo, that guy's a master with the acoustic guitar, man. And uh, huh. I do not know this man. It's funny because before that, the connection between the two songs 
was really just uh, like a music industry knowledge thing. Like the, yeah. the producers who like saw the potential and brought it to Kelly Clarkson, whatever. Like they, everyone knew about it in the behind the scenes in the production side. But like audiences didn't really know about the connection between yeah. those two songs. And Ted Leo doing that connected it for everybody. And it was almost like, hey, I'm a I'm an indie rocker and I love this since you've been gone song. And it's just like this this song that you love too as an indie rocker. So it <laughs> it, it kinda, you know, made it okay for that scene or the members, the followers yeah. of that scene I mean, to like, enjoy hey, music, you know. Yeah, to enjoy pop music. You know, it really it's, it's like if it's like when you're sitting there with somebody and they're like, Do you hear that fucking buzz? And you're like, I didn't hear it. But now I do, yeah. and I'm not going to be able to unhear it. Yes. You know? yes. Now, <laughs> Thanks a fucking lot. Yes. So now all you hear is since you've been gone. When you hear they don't love you like that. Oh, <laughs> my God. The, the best one that I heard, just because I think it's one that tries to do something different, and, you know, it's not great, but it's because I didn't really like many, really any of the ones that, oh, that they were so I listened bad. to. Some of the other ones are so the bad. An, the Anderson Pack one is, is pretty good. Hmm. It, it's, Damn, how did I miss it? It's not this? great, but he tried something and I want to say it's good. I, I and I don't want to say it's interesting. It, 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 yeah. You know, that's a boring word. But I just want to say, like, it's worth a listen, basically, if you like this song. Mm-hmm. Neil, what about you? What? Yeah, well, I was surprised that none of them blew me away when I went to Spotify to check out covers. I was like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some gems in here, and then I was uh, uh, seriously disappointed. <laughs> the Macy Gray was not i didn't uh, like that there's this so freya bad. writings i didn't like that oh so bad josh uh, you sent me arcade fire and the white stripes you can which are live versions yeah, you could I, tell if they if they wanted to they could both tear this song to pieces yeah. the um, arcade fire one was so bad oh god it's so bad this brings us to something we talk about every now and then here matt when if if a song if there's not really any good covers of it is it a better performance or a better song and I think it's a better performance. It's clearly it a better a performance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that the the covers um, speak it's to her. that because like, Maybe. yeah, you need the that that vocal performance. Yeah, unless you get Chrissy Hine to get up there yeah. and do this song, <laughs> and do her thing, and that's going to bring us to the shoe fitting portion of this podcast. So Neil, how does the shoe fit for Maps? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it fits like a navy blue hiking boot. Blue, because I'm sad, and a hiking boot because I'll be using some maps. <laughs> Interesting. That's Interesting. good. That's good. Uh, Matt, what about you? What you got? Yeah, you got I, this, this, this was the like... easiest question because it's obviously a pair of checkerboard Vans. Like you can't. There's nothing. <laughs> I don't wear that shoe. I never would wear that shoe. Uh, <laughs> But I can't disagree. I can't disagree. I've already used that shoe in the last 200. That is like, yeah, that's like an emo, you know, really emotional shoe right there. You Mm -hmm. know, really. They they really don't love you like like, like those checkerboard bands love you. Last time I used that shoe, you were like, guys wear those? (laughs) I I was. I've I've dated someone who wore those, but I I didn't know guys wore them. I thought the guy you dated wore them. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say this is like <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say this is like a pair of baby shoes that like I see in photos, and I'm like, why? Uh, really? Okay, maybe. So, so basically, what I mean by that is like they don't <laughs> they don't fit anymore, 
and I'm not sure if they ever did. <laughs> wow, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Uh, so, that, are you? Why me, are you so confused me, with baby shoes? Well, on that note, on that note, our cover of Yeah Yeah Yeah's Maps. Pack up, I'm straight, eating up. Oh, say, 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 wait, they don't love you like I love you, wait, they don't love you like I love you, maps, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Made up, don't stray. My kind's your kind. I'll stay the same. Pack up, don't stray. Oh, say, say, say. Oh, say, say, say. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Maps, wait. They don't love you like I love you, wait. They don't love you like I love you, maps, wait. They don't love you like I love you. Okay, the cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week, it's your week, Josh. What are we going to do? We are going to listen to the Leonard Skinner classic, Tuesday's Gone. Can't wait! <laughs>